Hey y'all, this is Jay with All Your Things Are Gone. This is episode two with Scott Boncristiano, or the great Boncristiano, as uh, I think he goes by on the YouTubes, or uh, the, the Facebooks, or the MySpace. Great bass player, great illustrator, uh, great guy, hilarious, has a lot of great stories that I, I know you want to hear, and you might have already heard them, but the way he tells them from the, from the true perspective of the person who is there is the way you want to hear them. And uh, we had a great interview, we had a great time. We lived together for a couple years, I don't know, between 2005, 2004, 2005, to, I don't know, 2012, between Watertown and Somerville. Uh, we had a lot of fun, it was a great house. It was what I would, would say is my version of the Rocket House from uh, the Rodan, Kentucky ideal. It was in this little, it was this hovel on Elm Street in Watertown, uh, right next to the Target, or even before there was a Target there. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and there was a lot of great music made there, and he's gonna tell you about some of it. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I haven't talked about this stuff in like 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I think, 15 years. I think I asked you about a few years ago, someone did a, I don't know, internet thing about, you know, Cape Cod bands in general. Uh-huh. I was saying, you, you, I don't think you remembered who it was or. I think it was, um, it was like Plenty of Swords. Does that sound right? Uh, I honestly, I don't remember either. So that's why, because I, I wanted to revisit I, it before I talked to you and see if there was anything in there I could use or whatever. But, you know. Yeah, I. I think it was like a dude's blog. Is my my voice quality okay, by the way? Okay. Is that better? Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. We'll just do that. This is fine. Um, yeah, I think the... Uh, I think it was it was a dude's blog called Plenty of Swords. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the one that you had mentioned a couple years ago, or whenever that was. Yeah. And how did... Did you know the guy, or uh, did he just... How did he get in contact with you? Did you know someone else? Uh, I think what happened was he, I think he talked to Finn first and Finn probably was like, I don't know, Googling his own name or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. uh, I think. Yeah. And, um, and he saw it or like, I don't know, but the the guy I think emailed me or something like that. But Finn had already done an interview with him, like just a brief thing. Hmm. But I I don't know the guy. Um, you know, he just it was just kind of a random blogger guy. You know, did you remember? Yeah, lots then. Uh, do I like remember st- what? Did, did you remember a lot when you were talking to him about you know whatever the um. No, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I remembered enough of what he was <laughs> what he was asking about. Yeah. I think it was. I want to say it was like mostly the uh, the um, Don Cab related yeah, stuff. I know, and I, and I don't know if that story has been like talked about so many times that it, it's lost. Whatever. I I mean, I remember thinking it was hilarious when when it went down. Um, how do you feel about Oh yeah, it was hilarious. It was uh, I I think it was uh it was um hilarious. <laughs> you do you want to tell, tell us well, what happened? It was well well deserved. 
Um, yeah, I'll give you the gist of it. Right. Um, the so we I'll just start with that night. So yep. we were we had our our like warm up practice and everything, and then load out from our practice space in Austin, and we pulled up to um, to the Middle East to load out, and the manager at the time kind of stopped us like right as we were getting out of the van. Like we hadn't unloaded a single thing yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and we got out of the van. He was like, I can't remember the guy's name. He was super nice though. Um, but he was like, ah, Hey guys, I, uh, I'm really sorry. He's like super apologetic and everything. And, um, he's like, yeah, they, Don Cavallaro, um, doesn't want you or like they they're threatening to like not play at all as Don Cab because um they wanted to they didn't want to have any like opening acts because they were going to do their solo stuff talk about googling your own name I I remember when <laughs> when I walked in and and you or someone told me what was happening I was like can they be can they be any more full of themselves Fuck you. Yes, seriously. And uh, so, so that was the, um, so they, they were just like, yeah, well, we, they wanted to do their own like solo thing and everything. And then the, the biggest mistake on, on the Middle East part was like, but we'll give you guys like a whole roll of drink tickets. And, and then it was just like then, bananas. Everyone got hammered. And then, yeah. And then, all hell broke loose but like we were just like i mean we were bummed like we were you know through high school and stuff like don cab was like a huge influence on us and stuff and we were like you know we had been playing like math rocky stuff for for years and you know uh, and then we finally got to play with like one of our influences and like you know we were opening up for him it wasn't like you know co-headlining but it was still like it it was a a nice notch in the bedpost it was like oh this one's sweet this is a good little milestone so we were psyched and then you know and then the band themselves i mean damon Chase has always had a reputation for being kind of a bitch but uh you know, he like, and, and we, we kind of figured it was, it was his shenanigans and we were just like, you know, kind of bummed not like we weren't like this, that's it. We're ruined. It's all over. <laughs> we were just like, all right, whatever. And then, I mean, you know, we weren't going super crazy, but we were kind of surprised. Like we had a decent little following at that point. Um, in pizza and we were surprised because a lot of people who were there were there to see us. So they started going nuts. So it was like, like once word got around in the downstairs, of the middle East that, that we were off the bill and it was because Don cab kicked us off um, because of like prima Donna shit, people started flipping out. We were like, Oh, so that was kind of awesome to us. We were like, wow, these people really are into pizza. <laughs> so like, didn't people throw, did people throw pizza at them at one point? Yeah. People went over to the, um, hi-fi. the, uh, yeah. Hi-fi Which is probably pizza, the best use for that pizza. pizza. Cause that pizza was so <laughs> yeah, fucking horrendous. It's inedible. It's inedible. <laughs> um, so yeah. So people like bought, pizza and started but well before that happened they threw the pizza when 
John Cab was playing their set. But before that, when uh, Damon Che was doing his solo thing, people were like spitting on him, fucking chanting pizza. And like, I remember somebody spit a lungy like directly. I remember it like it was slow motion like, <laughs> flying through the air. And I'm like tracking it. And it just like lands like right on Damon Che's like jugular vein. It was like, <laughs> and just stuck. So they cut their, they cut their solo shit set short. And, um, and, uh, and then they, they got into the band stuff and people were just like chant, chanting pizza and everything. I'm sure it ruined it for the people who were actually there to just see Don Caballero and didn't yeah. give a shit about us. But um, so, yeah, people threw pizza. One like slice hit uh, um, the bass drum and like stuck and like slid down. And like, <laughs> and then I guess, I guess like they thought that there was like this, like gang out to out to like a pizza gang like like our Jesus. our fans or whatever were like out to get them so they ended up staying at the club because they thought they were going to get jumped or robbed or something like that by like these rabid fans um so they ended up staying at the club until like i don't know very late like i want to say like three or four or something like that um just to make sure the coast is clear jesus christ uh, yeah, it was it was crazy, and then you know there there was also I don't know if you've dug it up, but there was a interview recently with Damon Che. It was like within the past year, where um, somebody had asked him about the the pizza that whole show incident because that was pretty much that more or less like was the end was around the time that they yeah that was the end of pizza and kind of the end of Don Cab yeah. Um, until he but resurrected they, it, just but just replaced yeah. everybody with other people. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Um, so there was I I don't know if they were doing like press or whatever for the the resurrection, but there was a semi recent interview with Damon Che, and he was talking about that, and he's like, "Oh, it was a miscommunication," and he just kind of like I don't know, just cocky, like kind of blames the club, and that, yeah, exactly, and it's like, dude, it, it was your fault, you were being a prima donna, whatever, <laughs> you know, like, at this point, just be like, yeah, you know, whatever, we were young, I was a dick, whatever, you know, <laughs> but, so, that's about that. <laughs> the, like, the karma of that story is that when they were going to play their show in New York City, right after that, their va- they flipped their van on the way down, did you hear that? No, yeah. I never heard anything about that. I think, yeah, I think you look it up. Like, I think I'm pretty sure that when they were, and I don't want to spread rumors, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I read this back when this all shit went down, or like a couple of years after that, uh, when they were going, when they were driving down to uh, um, New York to play somewhere, and it was like the fi- like either the final date of that tour or whatever, and I think they either got into a really bad accident or flipped the van or something, so, something got fucked up, and I think that was probably what really prompted the end. Uh- that does sound familiar. I want to say that that was in uh, Chunklet. Yes. Yeah. You know that magazine Chunklet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was there was an article. It was called like I can't remember who wrote it, but it was called like the last days of Don Cab. And I kind of do vaguely remember the <laughs> some some sort of van accident or I something if I like have that. It still somewhere. I probably do. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I probably got it. I'm sure you could dig up the archives on yeah. online. Yeah. So what do you? I mean. Uh, we just kind of got into it, but I mean, what are you doing now? I mean, you live in the Cape. 
right? You live back. Yeah, I live on I live on the Cape. I moved back here in 2010. Um, which wow, that's crazy. It's been like eight years already. Yeah. Um, I was bartending for a while, and then I in the, about four, I guess four years ago now. I want. I'm a freelance illustrator, full time. So that's great. I mean, I kinda, when I, when I yeah. live with you, you drew, drew sometimes you didn't draw, draw a lot. Yeah. And that, and then what prompted you to, to like go at it full steam, I guess. Um, it was weird. There is part of it was kind of out of necessity. Like it, it was, it was kind of like the perfect storm of incidents first. Like, um, I, I moved back here to help take care of my stepfather at Alzheimer's. And so it was getting to the point um, with his illness where like I was working full time, I was managing a liquor store at the time and um, I needed to kind of not be off site that much. Like I was like, I need a job where I can be around the house. So I, um, and like, like you said, like I didn't draw that much. I always, would doodle or whatever, but nothing serious. So I was like, and I was also working with Dan McCarthy at the time, um, like part-time at his print shop. And, uh, so, you know, I'd start drawing here and there. And then I was like, all right, I'm just gonna, so like a couple jobs trickled in. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to put some effort into this. So I'd start drawing, um, you know, jobs would happen here and there. And, I, and to the point where I could, with the liquor store and work around here so I could be kind of on site more. And then I stopped drinking around that time too. So I had all this like energy and time and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just pour all my efforts into this. So, yeah. So I just started going nuts drawing. Um, and you know, where I still like, you know, I don't know if people have an idea of like freelance life where it's just like <laughs> I fucking sleep till two in the afternoon and dick around all day and maybe You're draw. But busy, I work right? like, yeah, I work like 60, 70 hours a week. It's like because that's the thing is like, you know, I, it's not like like first and foremost, I'm a small business owner. So it's like, I don't think of it. I'm not like creating and, you know, put my beret <laughs> on and whatever, set up an easel down by the beach. But, you know, it's like I wake up super early. I'm down in the office and emailing and blah, blah, blah. So And you're the only person doing it, right? Like you don't have. Yeah, else. it's just me. It's a one man show. Like I don't have assistance. I don't have anything like that. So that, uh, yeah, so it, it, it was just kind of like it, it snowballed into the point that I'm at now where, so like I said, I've been doing it full-time freelance for like three, four years now, which is pretty awesome. So it was like the, pretty much your, your stepfather was also the impetus for like, because you don't play much anymore, right? No, I haven't even touched a guitar in, oh Jesus, I'd say uh, probably 10 years. Damn. I don't even think Do about it? it. No, I guess no, not, not at all. Really? No, I just, I, it doesn't, no, I didn't, I mean, it was fun when I was doing it, but I wasn't ever like an obsessed music guy. No, you, you know, I don't, I don't know what it was. Like, I didn't really, like, I still, I'm not like, I was never like looking for, you know, awesome new bands. Like I kind of always just listened to the same 
bands I did in 1992 and I still do, you know, it's ridiculous, except for some reason, something, when I hit 40, something in my brain (laughs) shifted and I'm super into like Chicago and Eddie money, (laughs) like like, wicked into it. And then I'm like, I have to like snap myself out of it. And I'm like, uh, fucking King diamond for a little bit to, you know, like get myself back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's ridiculous uh so obviously you stopped playing and uh, what i guess what's why did you start playing was it just because you were hanging out with all these kids who were playing all all the time and did you you ever take lessons you just picked up the bass and was that was it yeah i kind of just picked it up um i mean i was hanging out with dan and uh, like in high school it was like dan paul john mcwilliams were in dagobah and we were all, you know, there was like eight of us all together <clears throat> that would hang out all the time. And then Finney and Nathan and Paul were in robots. So it was just like, there was always music around and shows and stuff like that. So we, um, I think when I moved to, uh, yeah, I don't think I played any, anything until we moved to Boston, but, um, I mean, bass is a very, it's like they say, you know, it's anybody can play it, but it's like super hard to be good at. And I was never good, but I, I have a kind of, uh, you have an ear. I, uh, yeah, I, for, at least for rhythm, you know, I, I can't like, I'm not like a fretting wizard or anything like that, but it's, I, I always kind of had the philosophy that bass guitar was like, uh, liaison or a translator for, drums to the guitars it's like kind of translating percussion into um melody you yeah. know but not quite either it's kind of like this go-between thing you know like you have to really so i i think i could do that because i had enough like rhythm stuff and i and a little bit of like melody ideas so i could at least do enough rhythm and provide at least enough of a backdrop on melody where the drums would really do the heavy rhythm part and guitars would do, you know, the real melody stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of the go-between guy. That was always my philosophy on it any, anyway. But you did start playing guitar. Um, but yeah, yeah, later on, but just as, you know, and, and also I, I played guitar kind of like a bass player. Like it was just very like again like very rhythmically whatever you know yeah less like noodly melodies and stuff like that Mm. so how many how many things did you do like even i you so you did like you did pizza uh was that the first thing um no we did nintendo yeah 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 so there was nintendo then um challenger then Challenger, then Pizza, and I want to say there was something. Oh, well, there was Power Quest, yeah, yeah. which was with Justin and Dale from Lynx. Um, oh, shit, I forgot that. Yeah, that was fun. That, that was, was just three metal guitars and a, and a drum machine. <laughs> <laughs> or no, wait, that was... That was no. Maddie. Power Power Quest was me, Matt, and Justin, right? And a drum machine, and then we had there was something where it was me and Justin 
and Dale. Yeah. But I can't. Have you talked to Dale? I can't remember recently? the name. No, not in a little while. I, I We were going back and forth through text like a year ago, maybe. Just like, oh, hey, what are you up to? Blah, blah, blah. Because my wife and I probably we were thinking about moving to Maine within the next couple of years. And he's been up there for a while. So we're just kind of like, I'm hitting up everybody I know to get a scouting report yeah. on different areas and stuff. But he's doing well. He doesn't play anymore either, really, right? I, I think he, like, dicks around on the drums, okay. but I, I don't know of any bands or anything that he's playing with. Again, he's in Maine, so it's not like the, <laughs> Is he the hub of... I don't think so, no. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know. Of, uh, so, I, what I was gonna, of those bands, was there any of them that you enjoyed the most, or, or were all of them, like, again, just something to do, or, what, you know, your, um, or whatever? I really... I enjoyed... Um, I think as far as like, while I was like playing, it was, first of all, I fucking hate playing live. I have terrible stage fright. I have like severe anxiety. So like, because of that, I like pizza the least because that was the one we played out the most. So I have like, like weird associations with it. I'm like, Oh God, it freaks me out. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Um, as far as like the music that I'm most proud of after the fact was definitely challenger. Like, I feel like that was just kind of the more complete music also because Paul's Paul's is just a super smart musician and Dan playing drums was like, you know, playing with those guys made me look better just by default because (laughs) Dan was so good and Paul's writing was really good. Yeah. Um, so that was the the one that I'm most proud about after the fact. Pizza was wicked fun because of the practices. Like we had this practice space in Alston and I'd come up, I was living on the Cape when pizza started and I'd come up once a week to practice. Um, so, and that was like every Wednesday night, every week I'd take the bus up oh, you took and the we'd bus. practice. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. That, that was dedication. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you, must, something must have been good about it, because I, I wouldn't do Yeah, that. and yeah, I think it was just the practices that were super fun. Like, it was like, you know, out. yeah, just just hanging out, and like, um, like our friend Mark was there, and we'd have like, you know, special guest stars in the practice <laughs> space, and like, people would come in and just hang out, and like, like, just drink beers and hang out, and we'd try to write songs and stuff like that. So those were the, the, the fond memories of pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, Nintendo was funny. Like that was just like funny high school stuff. Um, Power Quest was fun though, because again, because that one was funny to us. It was like three metal guitars and a a drum machine, which is such a stupid setup. But like some of the songs are pretty fun. Well, that's what I love about all those bands. Like none of the none of them were taken too seriously. I think. Like yeah, when I think about it, like I th- like Dega Degaba or Helms probably was like the most serious of the of that genre or that you know whatever, mm-hmm. that that. Those people, your friends, um, but that's the best thing about all those bands, and I, I, I think that's the problem with a lot of music nowadays. And I know you say you don't listen to anything new, and I, I still try to find new things to listen to, but I'm constantly being disappointed by 
shitty, <laughs> just just worthless music. I'm like, why did even someone release this? I don't get it. And who's listening to it is my other question. But they just take themselves too yeah. fucking seriously. It's just yeah, and also I mean like shit. It's like if you if you're setting out to like be super serious and like think that you're hot shit and people are really like really paying attention to like your lyrics like you do you're setting yourself up for disappointment like i don't know the exact percentage of like bands who get a following or whatever but like it's small it's 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 small and like so if you're kind of if you take yourself too seriously i think you're just setting yourself up for for disappointment if you do it because it's fun and you genuinely enjoy it then you're gonna have even if like you know a following or like sales of what or whatever if like that's if that's your oh hold on my brain got off track Um, that's your end game or whatever that's your goal yeah like yeah you know it's I don't know. I, the, the the gist of it is that if if you're not doing it because you you love it or you're you're having fun with it, then like that that's a reward. That's an easy goal to hit. Is like, yeah, well, I did have fun at practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's <laughs> like, my. I mean, that's my problem. I'm still playing music, and I think that I'm I'm not having fun anymore. So it, yeah, it's coming to the, uh, the end, and, and then I'm like, kind of. You, it seemed like you had something to occupy yourself after that fact. So once I stop playing, what am I going to do with myself? I don't know. Well, that's the thing is like these, I mean, I didn't, after I stopped playing, I didn't do shit, you know, like there was, there was a good, I don't know, years and years in between before I figured out something that, you know, I like doing, mm. you know, it doesn't happen, but it, it's like, it's, it's a reason to, I like, I'm a huge, huge proponent in people just trying shit, you know, like there's something's going to pop up, but you don't know what you really like until you, uh, until you try it. Like I always say, like, um, you know, somebody like you could be the world's greatest archer, but you don't know it cause you've never shot bow and arrows like, or gotten into it, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. It's like, you just, you don't know. So it's like, once you're done with one thing, you do have like that energy that is, has to be dumped into something else. Um, and you know, you just try doing different stuff and something's going to take hold at some point, but something that will be fun and you get super into it. It's wicked stupid, but I'm super into gardening. (laughs) That's my other thing. I'm like, I'm like, my wife was like, would you shut the fuck up about trimming the forsythia? And I'm like, well, it's overgrown. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But like stupid stuff like that, like it doesn't have to be cool, like music. Like you can get into what people gravitate towards different stuff, you mm-hmm. know, that's for whatever, for one reason or another, it's fun to them, you know, but uh, like if music isn't fun, then time to abandon ship <laughs> yeah and it's especially not worth the money or the time or the fucking i don't know just the aggravation of honestly just dealing with other people gets just fucking yeah just old and it's just like i'm just done 
kind well, of. Well, it, uh, it also might be different. Like nowadays for you, like with kind of the whole landscape of like how music gets heard and played, you know, like there's like record deals mm-hmm. are rare. Like that's what we used to go after. We were like, Oh yeah, it'd be sweet if we got signed a quarter stick or touch and go or blah, 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 whatever. You know, that was like kind of the And both of those labels are gone. Well, they, they, yeah, they exactly. No like, yeah, the whole landscape is just totally changed. You know, like it, people, people are fine. Who's the, uh, that rap dude who's like, chance uh, like self is a chance yeah he's like self-funded everything yeah he's <laughs> like doing everything without us and he doesn't take them. yeah and he's like nah fuck you i want it all for myself which is great but it's yeah. like nowadays you can do that you it's know true. like everything's different like even you know with my illustration business it's like years ago i would have had to like live in a city and you know uh like run down like take the train down with like my drawings in uh like hard plastic tube to give to the editor or whatever now it's just like i draw digitally i email files and it's like okay done you know they like comic book industry people like you know there are people in like brazil and europe who work for like these american companies and they're never you know gonna set foot on american soil but they just like they have thriving careers thousands of miles away like it's just that whole dynamic is different you know with music too like just sharing it's all it's all the world's opened up a whole lot more and it changes the dynamics but but it's good because it it kind of it puts the like we're saying like music industry stuff like the goal before for a lot of people in, you know, like early 2000s, late nineties and everything before that was to get on a label, you know? Um, but now it's like, you don't have to, it's in your hands. You don't have to, you can distribute as wide as you want, which is kind of like with a click of a button. I mean, you, you, you made your business like out of what, I mean, you had some drawings and how exactly did you like get your name out there? Did you just send it to somebody or did someone see what you did and ask you to do it or how how did it happen? No, it's, it's kind of, it's like the same ideas, like in bands, it's like you work, you, you know, you, you practice, you get better, you write the songs, you play the shows and eventually like, you know, people will hear you and word of mouth gets around. So like I had no, there wasn't like one contact to go to or like one publishing company or, you know, whatever. It was just like, I realized early on, it was like, I need to just, I need to improve. First of all, there's a million people out there who are like a million times better than me. So I was like, I have to get better. I have to continuously put out stuff you know, my name will get like, you know, be in gallery shows or whatever, take little jobs. Cause you never know who's going to see it. It's like, you know, you wouldn't turn down a show at like some crusty little pub. Cause it's like, whatever, what's the harm in playing uh, a show at a crusty little pub? Like right. it's a show you're paying, you're playing a show. You're, you're, that's what you do. That's what all your practice time is for. Whatever it's experience. So you know, I would just, I would just 
work and work and work and get better and just keep putting out stuff. Um, and like your, your name pops up enough times and people take notice and they start following you. And then some, and then people start getting in contact with you. And that's just kind of how it works. And I think like, I don't know if that's just like a general thing with all kind of creative endeavors, but you know, in the, the two different ones that I've put any effort into, that's kind of how it's worked, you know, with mm-hmm. both music and illustration, it's like you do it cause it's fun. And then you just keep trying to get better and hone your craft. And you know, if, if the people like it, then things start falling into place or they don't. And you move on to something else, you know, <laughs> try it. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, it kind of leads me to a, the other, other question that I think I'm going to ask, you know, everybody that we do this with is that, and I don't know if you have a perspective on it because and it, and it might lead back to that Don Cam incident, but like, you know, do you have any thoughts on how it was to play back then? And then versus maybe playing now or when you when you left, like when you first started playing in Boston and like going to shows and or like dealing with clubs, because nowadays uh, uh, it's tough to get shows. And I mean, I know it it really it was tough then, but it was there was so many more places to play. Like I like, you know, I never go to the Middle East anymore. I never go to shows anymore, really, unless it's Matt, Mm -hmm. you know, unless it's brown lasers or whatever Um, Mm -hmm. uh, or I'm playing. But uh, the Middle East there's like no one ever plays there. Like the, I went there three or four months ago for a friend and I looked at the schedule. There was nobody on the schedule, like, and not even bands that I even recognize. Not that I know a lot of who's playing nowadays, but, um, you just, you just can't like, yeah, the middle East has totally changed. Uh, every time that's, a, that's a, a lot of rent to pay for a place. That's not <laughs> putting on a lot of shows. The, they make all their money from, from that freaking dance night. Oh really? Yeah, that is. It's so big now that they've expanded it into like other rooms, like TTs, right? Yeah, yeah, TTs. Wait, is Zuzu? Yeah, Zuzu. Zuzu. Is that what you're talking? That night, whatever that dance night they they did. Um, you and you worked there when they started that, right? Yeah, yeah. So how was it working wow, there weird. Back, back then? Uh, that was it. Was fun. I had I had good memories. It was very stressful. Mm-hmm. Um. I was security there and people are dingbats when they start drinking, but, um, it kind of also like everybody's like, Oh, I like, Oh, you must saw some cool shows. I was like, uh, (laughs) no, like I didn't, it was, it was a job, like, like, and it was so not fun. It like kind of really put the, the nail in the coffin of me just not wanting anything to do with music. Cause I was really? like, I'm tired of it. This is so boring. The the one show that I worked that actually stood out in my mind as being awesome was, um, Colin Hay from men at work. Oh, wow. He had like a solo show. And I was like, he was doing for a while. Yeah. It was like acoustic. He had like a backup band, but he did some like, you know, he did, um, what was it? Overkill that, that men at work yeah. song. Yeah, and yeah. like, um, which is a great song, but like, I, I remember seeing him and I was like, ah, this is like a professional, mm. like super polite. He liked just the way he interacted with the crowd, his timing, his like, I don't mean musical timing. I mean, like, you know, how long of a, a 
a beat he would take between songs and like it was just I was just like oh shit it's like you know when like some kid who's super good at like high school football and then like you know he gets to college and there's all these like division one athletes and he just gets hosed and it's like yeah you're not that good and it's like once you see these like uh, and then those division one guys go to the nfl and they get hosed and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah you know what there's just upper echelon people and seeing this guy i was like god damn this is just that's that's professional like it it was cool to see but that's kind of why the songs were great but like just seeing a pro in action was just really impressive um but all the other bands even bands that i was kind of like yeah these guys are cool they were just like not memorable Mm -hmm. it was just like loud and it's dirty and i don't know (laughs) but it's weird like the it's funny you say that it's tough to book shows yeah. Um, but it makes sense, like why it's kind of, and I immediately thought of the, um, the movie industry, like theaters are kind of like, they're hurting wicked bad. Like, you know, like they don't do nearly the, the amount of sales because everybody has streaming this and yeah. whatever and pirate Bay or whatever. So it's like, you know, why, why go to a show when you can, you know, like watch live footage in super good quality and from the, in your pajamas or whatever, naked or however you watch stuff, you know, like it's, it's funny, but again, like the the whole landscape has shifted. Yeah. Like you were talking earlier about your, the illustrations, like those things obviously have gotten easier and better for that. And then even in Mm -hmm. the music industry, it's, you know, the same in a sense, but then, yeah, you, you get little backlashes. Like you're not going to as many shows. You're not going to like great Scott as much. Um, yeah. And I don't know whether that's like a age thing, maybe like the newer generations don't care as much about of a live performance because of what you just said. Um, mm-hmm. and also because I'm too old and I don't want to leave the house ever because I hate most yeah. people. Um, and I, don't I wanna, hear that. I don't want to deal with crowds. I don't want to deal with going to Great Scott. Oh yeah, staying you, up late. You can't use a card here. It's all cash only. Fuck you. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, yeah. It's time to. Yeah. It's, it's 2018. You know, get up. Speed, mm-hmm. Whatever. So right. Yeah, and I think exactly what you're just saying. I just the maybe this newer generation, and I don't want to be like a dickhead. Like this generation sucks because every generation sucks a dick. Uh, mm-hmm. They just don't care as much about seeing a live show because it because they've been fed music streaming their whole lives yeah, yeah. well they um you know it, it's funny too which I, a thing that just occurred to me was the um about like bands who who do like i think they made a decent amount of money through selling merch and it was like the kind of um you know, show going crowd dwindling bands are probably not making a whole lot of money off of merch nowadays too. Yeah. I mean, that that, is weird. That's insane. And, you know, I remember hearing or reading articles back when I was working at Newberry or when I would read Rolling Stone and like the Foo Fighters said they made so much money, you know, just selling t-shirts like the, you know, the show wouldn't make them really anything. It was really selling records and yeah. Merch sales. Yeah. 
And that was that's how they yeah. and they said they cleaned up. Like it was they made yeah. a lot of money doing that. And I'm sure Foo Fighters are gonna are gonna be fine, but it's for like, you know, when I guess uh who, you know, uh Super Chunk or not maybe not even Super Chunk, that's a little big, but another a smaller band that we we may have listened to back in the day. Uh do they do they not tour just because they it just doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. And that band's gonna I know, disappear. You, you figure it Yeah. And so like there's less incentive for people to actually play out. Like I, I could see like, you know, people touring and stuff if that was it was like, Well, this is how we make our money and selling merch, but if nobody is going, then it's like, How the hell do they make their money? Yeah. Or maybe they don't. Maybe people just don't. Maybe there's just zero money in, in music anymore. Which again goes back to kind of what we were talking about. It's like what I was saying was like it's like do it because you like it. Like don't do it because because it might make you money. You know. Yeah, so I mean, I've like, forgotten about. You know, uh, I've left that long time ago. It's you know. I, yeah. <laughs> I've known that I'm never going to make anything doing this, and and it, it, it truly is. If if you're having fun, do it. And mm-hmm. really, for me. Um, like we were talking, I was talking about you can't get shows anywhere. The only place that will book you, or any type of band that's you know like Brown Lasers or uh, who knows other bands. Great that I, Scott. I, I don't. Yeah, no, not even Great Scott. Uh, fucking yeah. um, Midway Cafe in JP. Oh yeah, Justin was just telling me that the other day. He's like, yeah, that's the only place people play nowadays. Not yeah, and and they'll book you like they no questions asked. I'll be like, yeah, sure, yeah. And um, we have three shows, and they're all there. We played at uh, the fuck's the place O'Brien's once, and you'd figure mm-hmm. you, can, you could just like piss on O'Brien's, and they'd be like, "Yeah, come on in." They don't. They don't care. It's yeah. such a fucking shitty ass club, and it always has been. So you figure it'd be easy to get. A show. It's not. And for what? We know. It's yeah. It's it's yeah, and that's and this is mainly well, not mainly. This is like definitely something that. I wanted to talk about in this podcast is that how things have changed. Cause you know, you and I are from that era when you could get a show at the middle East and it wasn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I think you came down, you really identified the crux of it is that this, you know, people have changed way they, they think about music yeah. and it's kind of makes me sad a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to think about it. Uh, I, I think, you know, because I'm a, a little removed yes. um, at this point, but it's like, it definitely is weird. Like, honestly, I haven't thought about any music related to anything until this conversation, but now <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that is a weird, weird landscape now. It is. It's really strange. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a, you know, with kind of, connectivity and um you know communications technology improvements it's like you know on the one hand it's like people in you know uh fucking czech republic have like have heard my music like uh people like you can instantly share it all over the world and that's cool that's like i think that's a good goal to have like i just want to share the shit that i'm doing with as many people as I can who mm-hmm. would enjoy it, you know, and you're not limited to this local area, you know, like your, 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 your zip code to, 
to be the people who hear it. Um, you know, you can share it or hear music from anywhere in the world, but it's like at the cost of having dwindling shows, you know? Yeah, just dwindling. It's weird. It, yeah, it's, it's counting Dwindling crowds it, right? at your show. Yeah. A little bit. If you're reaching a yeah, larger audience, like, you figure that you'd see the return on that, not necessarily in dollars, but, you know, just, I don't know, activity, or uh, you'd see more of these people out at shows, or and it just just doesn't compute, really. It, you know, it doesn't turn out that yeah. way. Um, yeah. It's crazy. It's and, and it's Yeah. And I was going to say, when do you, do you remember, or do you know, like, when pizza first made it like online you could download it like the the record because i think dan put it on his website uh, i mean couldn't have been that long ago i think it was on i want to say it was on myspace wow really so, okay i, I was not expecting so. that i want to say that it was yeah i think you're right because that was that was about that time because mm-hmm. we were still on myspace when we were when we lived together in watertown yes so and you're right, yeah. You could load music up there, um, yeah. Because that, that's I think that's what it kind of originally started out as, or what it became. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we want to say the pizza was on MySpace. So whatever year, a couple of years before that, completely fizzled out. It was. It was there. So what? Maybe 2002. Sure. Yeah, something around there. Yeah, two thousand two, two thousand three. For some reason, I was expecting um, the you know you to say, well, I only remember it being online up until like four years ago or something, because that's when I, I I forgot that it was on MySpace. Um, yeah, my MySpace was like, I mean, it wasn't obviously like here's our whole new album and uh, click for download and blah blah blah. It was just like I think it was just like shitty, like you could upload tracks and stuff because remember you used to be able to have like music would play when you'd click on somebody's profile like you could have like theme music almost so they did have some sort of like music uploading yeah thing (laughs) so i want to say it was on that but i I, i'm not a hundred percent positive um and i don't and then tracking down stuff was, was tough too like um I think Trevor has become like the default archivist for like everything that's ever been done. It's like, Hey, does anybody have a copy of blah, blah, blah? No, no, no. Uh, check with Trevor. Oh, okay. You know, like he seems to have everything. So it's like, that kind of is a cool thing about nowadays. It's like everything is recorded digitally pretty much the majority of it. So it's like, you always have a copy that's not going to decay or, you know, get the reels are going to get wiped out if like you swing a magnet by it or something like that. Like there is always this like copy, like uh, Challenger. We just we found Keith found the um, Keith at, uh, Keith Souza machines with magnets in Rhode Island found the reels I guess from Challenger, which we never did anything with. We thought they were lost. And a couple of years ago, we went down, we booked time to uh, mix and master them, or we we booked time to go down and mix them. So these were songs on reels that we hadn't heard and we thought were lost for like, shit, I don't know, 10, 12 years, something like that. Yeah. And, and then, so we mixed them. And then Jeff Lipton at Peerless, 
um, mastering mastered them, and we were like, these songs are great, and we yeah. hadn't heard them in like in like so long, like over a decade, and we were like, oh holy shit, this is awesome. But it was like it's rare that that happens. It's like oh, found the real, <laughs> you know, it was yeah. just super weird. <laughs> Uh, that, yeah, you don't see, I think they're like one of my first bands, uh, the real was like in someone's closet. And then finally he was just like, I don't want this anymore. I'm either going to throw it out or if you want to take it, take it. <laughs> so uh, it's somewhere in someone's closet now, uh, elsewhere. And then of course nothing will ever be done with it. Um, oh yeah. But, uh, anyway, I do uh, you just mount it, mount it on some some wood and hang it over your fireplace or something like that. <laughs> just melts. Uh, trophy hunt. Yeah, I know. This is what I think of your band, a big pile of melted shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all fused together. Right. Uh, this is pro- this probably as most of it would ever be worth. Anyway, uh, I do, I, in in conjunction, or I don't know how important, that, or it kind of leads to our, our works in our conversations, that uh, that... <laughs> That one song uh, on the Challenge record, and I think I've told you this is my ringtone. The which one? Which one? Oh, sh- I, the, is it the Pleasure Pleasure Droids? Oh yeah, with yeah. the crazy like blown out drums. Yeah, and then there's like the train sound of the band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good song. <laughs> it is a good song. <laughs> Uh, maybe I don't know if we, when we release this, uh, maybe we'll put that song at the end or something like that because it's it is it's like what it's like a yeah. minute long, right, or something like that. Not even. Yeah, yeah, it's like a minute. Yeah, less than a minute. I think it's like forty five seconds or something like that. <laughs> it's so... we we're just like it was like Paul had that. I think I played I played the choo choo train flute. <laughs> I didn't even play bass on it. It was like uh, Paul and Dan, and we were just like it was just that riff. I love that you played. And it the wasn't flute. like a. It's not even just like a <laughs> yeah. sound effect. You actually played it. That's great. Yeah, I had to go in for a separate like tracking and like be in there with headphones on and blow on the fucking choo-choo flute. Where do you even find um, a choo-choo train flute? Like, where did you it was, get it? It was like uh, they used to have them in toy stores. Like, uh, it was a wooden like. Um, uh, it's like a box, right? It's like square, isn't it? Or yeah, like, it was like yeah, it was like a whatever. What's the word I'm looking for? I want to say cubic rectangle, but that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's like a long box. Um, and it had like these like four holes cut in it at one end because it played like four different pitches at the oh, same wow, time. Crazy. It was like if you taped four flutes together or something like that. <laughs> but they used to have them in like toy stores and shit. <clears throat> I remember, but. I don't know why Keith had one in the studio, but yeah, so Dan and Paul played that one and they, it was just that riff. So we were like, yeah, let's um, turn the over the the overhead mics way up on the drum. So it's like all blown out. And then they just, we just decided to fade in the beginning and fade out the end because it was just that one riff over and over. It is a weird song. <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah it's know. wicked weird. That was all Paul and Dan. I just, Sir- I just played the choo-choo sounds. uh i mean so i guess is there anything do you i know you weren't really like you said you you saw a lot of bands and most of them were kind of like you know forgettable at at yeah the most was is there one band you remember from that era that you really did enjoy and it doesn't necessarily have to be like from boston or you know was there one band that 
that you really maybe not still listen to today, but something that you wouldn't want uh, people to forget about? Because this is basically what the podcast is about. Like we were just talking about archiving and stuff like that. Like local, like uh, Boston area bands? Well, it could be Boston, but it also could be anything else, you know, uh, uh, from that era. Um, that era. I mean, the Melvins were always awesome to see. Yeah. Um, there, oh, you know what was always a fun show to see? Or, and I actually, I didn't go out and see them, but it was when I was working at the Middle East with Bang Camaro. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, I do remember at all. Yeah. There was like 25 dudes that were singers. I feel like I and there was like, they just band. wrote these like, what's that? I feel like I, I think I worked with somebody who was in that band at Newberry. Yeah. I'm sure there was like 50 people who were in that band. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, that they, they just had like solid riffs. They were very like Def Leppardy, ACDC, like just kind of rocking straight up riffs. And there was like 25 guys singing. And that was always like, it was memorable because of that. It was like just solid rock. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of hard to forget. Um, the fucking champs were always awesome. Oh, just because They were so insane. Like they, I, I, I want to say they were like super crazy, like gear files. Yeah, those, those shows so, were crazy because remember they, well, first of all, they had, didn't, was it them or was it, do you remember the Oxes? Yeah. 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 Oxus had the wireless. Yeah, they had the wireless, and they would like the he, yeah. he would. And they, and didn't they play on those big? They brought these box, these wooden boxes. Yeah, like risers them. or something. And they would put yeah. them on on the stage, and then they'd be like another three feet higher on stage. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was crazy. Like they had they had super good. Their music was good. Oxus and yeah. like the, their showmanship was really good, and they were good dudes too. They were like were they? super nice guys. Yeah, really nice guys, especially Nat. They were they're oh, just good dudes. Cool. Um, you guys, did you play with them or something? And uh, I can't. I think so. Yeah, probably. You must have. Yeah, I want to say we played together upstairs at the Middle East hmm. one time, like with pizza and oxes. What were you gonna say? Um, uh, I can't oh, the fucking champs were awesome because they were like audiophiles. So like, I I listened to them quite quite a bit and like seeing them live like they sounded exactly like the album like they were just super tight musicians and like their equipment was just like it was tuned like it replicated exactly what they sounded like on their their recordings when mm. you watched them live and that was impressive and like i said Ben camaro was cool uh the melvins one of the best shows i saw when i was living up there is Definitely not a local band, but that band, The Darkness. Oh yeah, I remember when you, remember you went to that them? show. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, all it about was that like, record. Yeah, I, it was a good record. It was solid, but like again, it was like that Colin Hay thing. I was like, ah, that that's what professional musicians do. That's how you put on a show. Like not it was just crazy. Yeah, like being surly and like it's that was another weird thing about Boston. It was just like. And like the local music circuit, it was like, people are so fucking snotty. And I was too. It was like, you stand around and you're just like, impress me, yeah. you know? And it's like, you don't go to like, enjoy it or like, you know, you, you have to be like, it, it's like a weird royalty thing where it's like, mm, yes, and like you have some weird jester come in and perform for you and like, maybe maybe you don't have him killed if, if he makes you laugh, but it's mm-hmm. like, people just go in, 
and they hang out with their friends and like people just not clapping or anything like that, you know, it's just, it was weird. I don't know if it's like a New England thing or Boston thing or it's just definitely about, a I mean, music genre thing or whatever. Just, but And I'm sure you heard this from touring bands that they don't want to come here or they didn't. I don't oh, know to still, the Northeast. Yeah. Because, because of exactly what you just said, people are fucking, yeah. you know, just snots they're assholes. And I'm like, why did you come here? If you don't, if you're not going to hear to enjoy the music, did you just come here to be seen or do you, you yeah. like saving money on beer and wanted to pay six dollars a beer or whatever or however much it was then yeah it's just yeah i don't i don't get it it's whatever but it was it was it was an epidemic <laughs> you know like <laughs> people were just so snotty it was it was weird i i and i remember just seeing people and, and i'm like i fucking hate it i hate this why am i here and it, and it wasn't because yeah. i didn't want to see the music i did i just like and I shouldn't have let it like affect me, but I just see these people and they and they just just look so uh, unimpressed and or like I don't know what the word is, but they just uh, it got annoying to the point where I just didn't want to be around those people anymore. Yeah. So and and but think that it, it's like you know it's it, it, you're making a really good case for not going to shows and just sitting. At home and listening to it in wicked good quality, like wicked good sound recording in the comfort of your own home, like on vinyl or whatever and whatever awesome headphones you have, you know, like, and you can really enjoy the music. You're not spending, paying like a million dollars for a shit beer. It's not like, you know, you can go to bed whenever you want. You can wear whatever you want. You don't have to like get bumped or get like a, a drink spilled on you. You don't have to like step over puke in the bathroom. Yeah. Like it, it's just, you know, it, it, it makes sense. It, it makes does. sense that people don't go out anymore. And I wonder if we had the technology, like the communications technology that's around today, if we had it back then, you know, I don't think we probably would have been playing out that much. No. <laughs> You know, I mean, we wouldn't have gone out more than likely. I yeah, mean, we would have gone to work yeah. and come home and then watched, you know, uh, eight episodes of Law and Order or a three and yeah. a half hour baseball game and uh, what yeah, exactly. hot box of the living room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just rip cigarettes. All the things that cool kids do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chain smoke, like yeah. eight dudes chain smoking in a 12 by 12 room. <laughs> so many past blue ribbons that, yeah. We had to bring a like industrial sized trash can and just put it in the living yes, room. We did for cans. For cans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So gross. Oh, so disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I guess what are you what are you working on now? Anything you can you want to talk about? Uh, and we'll, well, obviously, we'll put your um, your website and stuff on the show notes when this comes out. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, right now I have a couple editorial illustration jobs that I don't know if I can talk about. Okay. Um, a couple book covers coming out for a publishing company that I definitely can't talk about. <laughs> um, but I have a few gig posters on deck, which are, which are always fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not the most lucrative job in the world doing gig posters in general, but um, they're still wicked fun. Cause yeah. You did a Melvin's one? Yeah, I did a Melvin's one a while back. I have another Melvin coming up. I have 
this Italian band called Ufo Mammoth. Hmm. It was actually really, really good. You should check them out. Okay. Um, they're playing, I think this this week I'm releasing three posters because I have a show for, a poster for a show on the 9th, one on the 10th, and one on the 11th, all for three different bands. So, oh, cool. uh, yeah, it was, um, we have this band, Dirty Heads. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've done a few posters for them. Super nice guys. Um, Ufo Mammoth and then Mastodon. I have a poster oh, cool. coming Mastodon. up for. Yeah. So that, that was a good one. And then I have a mud honey poster huh. in September coming out. So that playing. was a fun one. That's yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. for, they're doing a European tour, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got hit up to do one of their, their posters. So, yeah. So like I said, it's mostly, uh, Big posters are super fun because you can kind of just pick away at them and bands don't really generally give you a ton of direction. It's just like, all right, go nuts. Cool. So you can so it's all you, you want, especially, especially with the, the Melvins. Is the weirder, the better. Hmm. And you, uh, a couple of years back, you did, did you do a, a poster for the, was it Avengers? Um, and yeah, that was a gallery show. Yeah. That was um, for... Yeah, Avengers. Um, I did a poster for Ga- gallery shows are weird. I don't know how it works with licensing, um, but sometimes they'll do like they'll get a license for for like a movie or a show or whatever, and do uh, like a whole poster series for that. So I did I did one for that. I did uh, some a gallery show for. Uh, Oh, so Monty LA. Python. Yeah, in LA. I did one for Monty Python. They had a big show. I have one for Mattel coming up, oh, the cool. toy company. <laughs> yeah, I have one for um, Super Mario Brothers coming up. And these are all licensed shows and everything. So, Oh, and for WWE in the fall. <laughs> so I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, it's like if, if things look fun, um, I'll do them time allowing but then there's like my big money jobs which are editorial illustration and um things for like publishing companies which are 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 fun because like some of those jobs are larger and they go for like months at a time so i can really dig in and get into it (laughs) so cool i'm a busy boy yeah yeah that's That's great well thanks scott it's good yeah, talking to I you. appreciate. Uh, yeah, it's, this was actually way more fun than I than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I remembered a lot more than. Yeah, I, you did. I thought I would. I'm so, <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, you just had that. You did a good job digging it out of my my gray matter. It was well, just laying dormant. Apparently, I it wasn't gone forever. I always think that I remember more than I do, and I then I yeah. and then I get to it. I'm like, fuck, I don't remember. And then you 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 reminded me about a couple things and i was like oh shit and then and that also yeah. that gave me uh some, some good ideas for questions so it was good thanks scott oh, good yeah the, the more people you talk to like you're gonna just piece together the full story like you get everybody's random little bits of memories of things yeah we did uh we did dennis and doyle last time um Mm-hmm. Are you doing a Dave Norton? Is he doing one? Yeah, I, I had Dave Norton scheduled, and I accidentally scheduled it on my wedding anniversary, so I, I had to cancel that. Oops. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was like you. Yeah, you had to cancel your anniversary. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, I had to cancel. I had to cancel my marriage. It's uh, over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, she was like, "You, you don't, you know what day that is, right?" And I'm like, "Fuck." Uh, yeah, of course I. Do. Yes, of course. I was just testing you. <laughs> yeah, that was. She's. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Scott. It was great. Yeah, my pleasure. It was. It, it, this was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah.